the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is general trivia. Today, we do have a special guest. Anderson Franco, and he is recognized as one of the best San Francisco personal injury lawyers. Anderson is committed to securing fair compensation for personal injury victims and helping business protect themselves against injured workers or patrons. With a deep understanding of personal injury, business and workers' compensation matters, Anderson's expertise empowers him to guide clients through complex legal challenges. Uh, Anderson, welcome to The Best of Investing. How are you? Oh, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Oh, great. Yeah, this is first, we've had other attorneys on, mostly talking about real estate. Um, so this will be kind of interesting, uh, talking about uh, you know personal injury and, and insurance and all that. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it's funny because I, I literally can think of a couple of cases that uh, we, we were involved with as, as a company, uh, aside from radio show. Uh, but we'll, we'll start. At, okay, so uh, give us uh, the lowdown on what personal injury law is and how, to, how does it apply to everyday situations for regular individuals and businesses? Yeah, sure. So to give you a little bit of background, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm a practicing attorney in California. I spent the majority of my career defending businesses such as restaurants, hotels, um, apartment complexes. Um, and then more recently, in the last couple of years, I switched over to the plaintiff side where I'm the one initiating lawsuits. So, oh, through, so through my career path, I, I've learned the ins and out, in and outs of how businesses can protect themselves and um, from lawsuits. Uh, there's a lot of businesses have, uh, they're exposed to liability. So it's important to, to have the proper insurance, the proper defenses. Um, yeah. so, so happy to get into that. So one of the it's interesting because right away I'm thinking about a restaurant that I that I know of. Uh, I did not care for the operator of it, uh, and it was a case that was brought in Marin. Not uh, well, gosh, I guess maybe five years ago or so. Uh, it was seafood uh, restaurant, and this guy uh, patron had chipped a tooth on a clam, so he brought a, a lawsuit against the proprietor. 
And I read about this lawsuit and I'm thinking, even though I don't like the proprietor, I thought, come on. I mean, you, you know, clams, I mean, you're going to, that, that's just the, the uh, risk of eating that kind of food. Right. And sure right. enough, the judge agreed with me, which, you know, uh, protected the uh, proprietor. Cause you, can you imagine just, well, I'm again, with your experience, I'm sure you've seen all kinds of cases. I- I've seen the, the all types of cases, cases that have merit and cases that don't have merit. Uh, but in, in that situation, often what happens is the business just turns the lawsuit over to insurance. Usually it's a yeah. uh, business business owner's policy or general liability policy. And that's why it's important to have the, the proper coverage. So there, there's a risk to that, though, because the uh, insurance company can either drop you or raise your premiums like crazy. Right. Right. That's that's yeah. always the risk of whether you should hire your own attorney, um, which yeah. is costly, hiring your own private attorney to defend yourself um, or even to just try to settle the case. For example, the one that you just mentioned, I imagine the damages weren't that extraordinary. I imagine just a, a dental bill. Yeah. Uh, right. In that situation, that is when you want to consider whether it's worthwhile to just pay to settle early. Um, even though it's it, it it would be initially cheaper if you turn it over to your insurance company, you just have yeah. to pay the deductible. But considering that they can increase your premiums in the future, then uh, it's you, you got to weigh out your options in those situations. We had we had a situation at this uh, campground resort that I was involved with, where the um, uh, head uh, maintenance manager decided uh, that he was going to quit and he was going to sue. Uh, our company, because he said that he never got a lunch break, never in like three years that he worked there. And it's strange because he was the manager of the maintenance crew and could take breaks anytime he wanted. And we actually had pictures of him eating lunch at one of the uh, like a, like uh, our, our, our general manager decided to just feed everybody. And we have pictures of a little party where he's eating during lunch. So uh, she decided uh, to uh, not turn it over to insurance and not hire an attorney. And she went to the labor board, which is hard to fight in labor. You know, that's a tough one to win. Uh, it it but- is. Yeah. And, and that's why it's, it's, I always, on the defense, I always tell my clients to document everything, have written yeah. procedures, have, have everything in writing uh, when you, an employee checks in, checks out, um, have written policies. A lot of employers don't have that, so that's necessary. Yeah. All right. So we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Uh, the first trivia question is, what key is to the right of the letter T on a standard keyboard. No looking at your keyboard there, Anderson. <laughs> or audience, you have to guess this one. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate, which by the way is worth over $100. So again, here's the trivia question. What key is to the right of T on a standard keyboard? Stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Anderson Franco. Our first trivia question. Uh, we're talking about basically a, a typewriter or a keyboard. Uh, what key is to the right of the T on a standard keyboard? Now you're going to have to look at <laughs> Go ahead, Anderson. You can tell us. The answer is Y. The Y, the letter Y. Why is that? Yeah, so that's very good. I uh, want to make a mention here for Palio Restaurant in San Francisco, uh, voted by San Franciscans as one of the best restaurants in San Francisco. So when the hometown people say that you're the best, you got to be the best. Check them out at Palio Restaurant. That's P-A-L-I-O Restaurant in San Francisco. All right. So we're talking personal injury. Uh, what other ins- what other in, um, legal uh, uh, defenses do you do besides personal injury? Uh, a lot of landlord tenants. So I've represented a lot of okay. uh, apartment complexes, uh, hotels. Um, it's particular it's tenants suing for a variety of reasons, habitability, yeah. wrongful eviction and and employment claims that are go along with uh, hotel management and apartment complex employees, that sort of thing. Well, the, the way it is in California, it's almost like you, the only non-payment of rent is practically the only way you can get rid of somebody, isn't it? Right, right. It's there's California has a lot of protections, but particularly in the Bay Area, um, landlord-tenant laws vary county-specific and even city-specific. For example, the laws in San Francisco are different from the ones in Oakland or in Marin County. So it's a very localized area of law which is why there's a lot of lawsuits because a lot of uh, property owners or investors have properties in different counties, different cities. Um, and they, they assume all properties in California, for example, have the same laws when it's not necessarily true. It's, it's, it's is San Francisco more liberal or Alameda County? San Francisco has more stringent laws, more, it, they have stronger protections for tenants. Yeah. Um, also San Francisco has more organizations that provide resources to tenants. Yeah, which, you know, obviously, you know, nobody wants to get thrown out on the street, but it's amazing how many tenants really take advantage of of the situation. And, uh, you know, this whole idea about rent control, and we've talked about this before in the show, it's a very dangerous, slippery slope, because if you have, I I actually knew of a, a client of mine 40 years ago, who had sustained in her in her apartment, and she was paying I think three hundred dollars a month for something that should have been over three thousand a month, and it's good for her. But guess what? PG&E didn't stay the same. Neither did plumbing and other, you know, fixing the roof and all that. And so, you know, when I tell people, I say, don't just get so excited about rent control because your landlord at some point may not even be able to afford to fix things. Right, right. And and one thing I've noticed with the long-term tenants in rent-controlled units, um, at least from the property owner's perspective, uh, tenants, especially in the Bay Area, can take advantage of their long-term tenancy and and threaten suit because anything can could be considered an attempt at a wrongful eviction. For example, a uh, long-term tenant um, who asks for the roof to be repaired, if it's just delayed a little bit, that could be construed as attempting to coerce them out of their unit. So that's a, those are a lot of oh. lawsuits that, that I've been involved in where gotcha. it's it's where if it's a tenant of a year or so, it wouldn't be considered trying to force them out, but it's yeah. more because 
because they're paying so much less, then there's an incentive there for a property owner to, to oust the tenant. And I can just imagine how many tenants are subletting the apartments. Right. And, and that, that. Yeah. Right. And that's a, that's another issue. Sometimes you have tenants who don't live in the unit at all and, and vacated completely, but yeah. they they rent it out to their friends and they actually profit from it. Yeah. Um, so uh, so there's I've seen a lot of that go on in, oh, in the Bay area. OK. Um, how do personal injury cases impact businesses, especially smaller ones? And what can they do to avoid legal issues? So. A, a lot of businesses a lot need the proper protections to avoid liability. So the classic example is when a, a floor is wet, you see a lot, we often see these cones of, of wet, uh, slippery when wet. So what, what a business has a duty is to provide notice of, of a hazard. Um, so that's important. Um, but, but really, I, I think an important thing that all businesses should consider is insurance um, and having the proper, proper insurance, having the proper liability limits. Um, for example, going back to tenant, landlord, tenant, um, it's po- a lot of policies that are, are for apartment complexes have exclusions in them. For example, uh, it could be a habitability exclusion, where if you have an apartment complex and a tenant sues you because of mold or because of lack of repairs, a lot of policies have exclusions against that, um, in which case the property owner is not protected. Um, and, And that's why it's necessary to talk to your insurance agent, figure out what the exclusions are and figure out what kind of uh, protections you need. Yeah. Also, I can imagine there's certain things that the landlord tries to do to mitigate. Um, like let's say they have a bunch of trees and they're constantly trimming them, but a storm comes and a limb breaks off and crashes into a car, you know, that or, or into the tenant's unit or something like that. And it's like, well, they try to do the best they can, but you know, acts of God, they, we have to get over another commercial break here. We'll come back with that. Uh, we're talking general trivia here. What board games tokens include a rope, a lead pipe, and a candlestick? What game, what board games tokens include a rope, a lead pipe, and a candlestick? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial because the best of investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, attorney Anderson Franco. And uh, here's a trivia question. What board games tokens include a rope, a lead pipe, and a candlestick? That's a clue. Clue, that's right. And the clue was Colonel Mustard in the library. That is correct. Uh, I want to make a quick mention here also for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael, pizza the way it ought to be. Every time I do that, every time I uh, give that shout out, I can just taste the, the mozzarella cheese. 
I mean, they make really good pizza. Check them out. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. All right. So, Anderson, we're talking legal issues here, uh, uh, personal injury and that sort of thing. So what types of insurance are crucial for businesses to protect against personal injury lawsuits and how should they choose the right coverage? Uh, so we went over a couple of business owners policy and general liability, yeah. but the, the one I wanted to point out in particular is, is workers' compensation insurance. Um, one area that I see a lot of people don't know about is um, if, if just uh, homeowners, if you invite someone to your property to, for example, cut down a tree and that person falls while cutting down a tree. If that person, that business does not have workers' compensation insurance, then under California law, you are the employer of that person who fell and you are subject to the workers' compensation laws, uh, which means you're, you're, you're going to be on the hook for that. Um, so that's, that's an area of workers' compensation where I, I most see common amongst um, homeowners is, is maintenance workers getting injured on their own property. So uh, what, what I recommend is hire a reputable company, uh, make certain that they have workers' compensation insurance. Uh, and it's not just a matter of taking them at their word, but request the actual policy or declaration that shows proof of insurance. You know, that, it, it, that is great advice. I mean, I actually know of somebody who got hit by that. Um, and, and someone, you know, took, took advantage of it and it costs like $50,000. But, you know, the, one of the problems is that the companies that do hire that, you know, that have the workers comp insurance, because especially tree um, compensation or workers comp, I got to think the price of the employee's wages probably increased 40%. Uh, and so, you know, something that normally would cost a thousand dollars might cost $2,000 or more. To, to get a tree taken out or trimmed or whatever. Isn't that about the case? You're, you're definitely right. So mm-hmm. if, if you notice, if you take, for, let's say, if cutting the tree, uh, if you uh, request different proposals from different companies, you'll notice that there's always uh, some proposals that are pretty low and like around the same level and then ones that are more costly. It's clear that, that the ones that are more costly mm-hmm. have that insurance. And that's why they charge you more because they, they pass on the cost to the customer. And, and, and I, and I got to say the fraud that goes on in workers comp, uh, you know, we always hear, you know, we watch old TV shows and, and uh, someone puts in a claim for something and then you, they're, they're out dancing around and that, that stuff's easy, but uh, you, you get situations. The thing that gets kind of gnarly is I've seen situations where the workers comp state workers comp, uh, has, you know, they have different categories, right? And, you know, yeah, okay, if you're a tree trimmer, that's probably one of the more dangerous occupations. Sitting in an office behind a computer is not so dangerous. But because the bathroom is outside another to another building, workers' compensation basically said, nope, that's just as dangerous as being in the trees. It- <laughs> It's a hazard, a work hazard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think what we're gonna, I think for companies like that, what they need to do is have like a um, an indoor uh, outhouse or you know <laughs> a toilet right. thing inside the office. Maybe that's maybe that's a good answer. You know, <laughs> don't leave your desk at all. We'll, in fact, we'll stick a catheter in you. <laughs> that's the only way. <laughs> yeah, it's I just I, I've seen this this kind of stuff before. It just drives me bananas. And you know, we had a situation where this one lady. Nobody saw it happen. She claimed she fell as a maintenance, as a uh, cleaning person, fell off a chair because she was cleaning a shower. And suddenly, uh, you know, someone who makes minimum wage 
collected $175,000 from workers oh, wow. comp. And the thing is you can't fight it that unless you actually can prove, Hey, this, we have it on videotape and it's fraud. You, how do you fight workers comp? Right, right. And and what those claims do is they increase the, the workers' comp premiums that employees yeah. have to pay. But, but going back to, to the original uh, statement, which is that's why it's necessary to have workers' compensation insurance because yeah. it's helpful to, regardless of the claim, whether it's valid or not, it's helpful to be able to turn it over to insurance company and let them handle it and figure it out. Even though well, it's and, and, and if it is a law in, Cal- in California, I think you have to have it. I mean, it's not something yeah. you can opt out of. Right. right. So the law in California is every employer needs to have workers' compensation insurance. Yeah. Uh, the way it works is if you, if an employer does not have workers' compensation insurance, California, st- the state steps in and provides those benefits to the injured worker. But then the state turns comes back to you and yeah. and issues fines and requests reimbursement. And, and, and without endorsing any company, uh, do you find that state the state workers' compensation? Uh, is uh, forget the fact that coming after you, if the employer is proactive in getting it, are, are they usually better than the private companies? This, uh, the state is generally not better at, than the private companies. The state is usually uh, it's, it's government not- employees. It's slower. It's, okay. it's no, I mean, I mean the cost, the premium. Oh, the cost. Oh, yeah. you can only you don't want to go. You only could go through private insurance, not to do the state. Uh, because the state steps in when the employer does not have insurance. No, no, but I mean, there is a state, there is, I mean, an employer can can buy insurance from state workers' compensation. Right, right. Uh, So you're talking about SCIF. Uh, Yes. Um, In my experience, the uh, 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 private insurers are are better than, than state. Really? That's cheaper, huh? Interesting. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. All right. uh, We're going to view this. I tell you, it goes fast here at the best of investing. Um, all right. Our third trivia question here. The soft drink, Mr. Pib, was introduced as a competitor to which popular soft drink? So Mr. Pib was introduced as a competitor to which popular soft drink? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins a tanning certificate, which is worth $100, over $100. Stay with us. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Anderson Franco, our uh, guest. Uh, and our guest knows the answer. He answered this off the air, but now he's going to answer on the air. So the soft drink, Mr. Pibb, was introduced as a competitor to which popular soft drink? It's Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, that is correct. I want to make a mention here also for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge. They have a couple hundred feet of Lakeshore Beach. It's a beautiful uh, place. I've had a few people call me that uh, who have gone there and said it's an absolutely fantastic 
a place to go. It's called the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge in Lake Tahoe. Check them out. All right. Uh, so, Anderson, we're talking uh, in uh, our favorite topic, legal and insurance together. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. So uh, what is the process of hire of hiring a personal injury attorney? And when is it advisable to seek legal representation for a personal injury case? Uh, early uh, is always advisable, both uh, if, if you get notice of a lawsuit um, or if you're going to sue, you should retain an attorney early on. And the reason is if, if you're going to be sued, you want to start gathering information and documents and witnesses as early as you can. Yeah. Um, and uh, and whether and to decide whether you're going to turn it over to your own insurance or mm-hmm. hire your own private attorney. Um, so the, the process of retaining an attorney. I always recommend uh, word of mouth, um, reach out to someone who's in the legal profession and ask for recommendations um, oh. because because in law, it's it's very uh, niche practices. Everyone's specialized. And if you're being if you're being sued for a landlord tenant matter, there's no reason to get an employment attorney. So first get the right okay. attorney um, and early on figure out. Do you want to hire your own attorney or do you, do you want to go through insurance um, and and then also gather the information you need to to be able to. Yeah, sometimes, if, sometimes the insurance companies, if you don't can it to them right away, that'll be one of those things that they say uh, exclusion. Um, how often do you look at a case and you say, you know, there's really no there there and I can't represent you or I, or I choose not to represent you? As as a plaintiff side personal injury attorney, I could tell you the far majority of the cases or the calls that I get, um, and the, I I cannot represent them or it's not worthwhile to represent them. Um, it's I there's I do receive a fair amount of calls where uh, it's not, there is no there there yeah. uh, there's or to pursue. Um, and you so, tell me go. Are you kidding me? You're seriously calling me for this? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sure you want to at times. <laughs> right, right, but but uh, for malpractice reasons, and yeah. <laughs> it, it, sometimes it's hard to get all of the details in a matter of uh, yeah. during one conversation. So it, it's hard to be able to definitively say there. There's definitely not a lawsuit, but sure. um, so that's why for malpractice reasons we avoid that. Absolutely. And, and Anderson, before I forget, in case people are listening to the show and they say, you know what, I kind of need somebody like this. How would people get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, my website's andersonfranco.com. I represent uh, my office is in San Francisco. Uh, I represent uh, injured people throughout California, um, but, but particularly in the Bay Area. Okay, good. No, good. Um, what misconceptions about personal injury law should individuals and businesses be aware of? Uh, so one, there is uh, a notion that there's a litigious society where <laughs> people do want to sue for anything. Um, uh, so I could tell you, or that there's ambulance chasers. Uh, yeah. What I could tell you is at least uh, for my practice, I don't, I don't do ambulance chasing. I only take on cases where there's uh, significant injuries or significant merit to it. Um, but, but also, um, there, what I've, the, the unfortunate thing is there's bad apples on both sides yeah. where I've seen, um, I've seen def- defendants where they really did commit, uh, bad acts or, or yeah, for yeah. example, property owners where they really were negligent. Uh, yeah. and on the other hand, kind of what we talked about earlier of, of fraudulent claims or false claims. So yeah. there, there's bad apples on both sides. 
Yeah, I unfortunately have uh, dealt with, um, uh, I mean, fortunately on my side, you know, I had insurance, but it still was uh, terrible because uh, even after the attorney on the other side realized that his client caused 100% of the damage and even acknowledged it, he still served a lawsuit. I mean, that, that, that's a bad apple, in my opinion. That, that is unfortunate. Sometimes the calculus that goes into it is an attorney assumes if you file a lawsuit, it's going to be cheaper for the person to settle than to pay yeah. for an attorney. And, and th- those are the, the, the terrible claims where some people make money out of it, um, yeah. even though it's, it's, not, it's not the greatest. Now, I remember years ago hearing uh, with, insu- with insurance – uh, where they basically said, we think this case is worth, you know, $10,000, uh, whatever it is. And we're setting that aside. If you want the 10,000, you can take it now. Otherwise, every day that goes by that we have to spend money on this case, you're, it'll drop to 8,000 and then 6,000 and then 3,000. And, and then you're going to be left with that. Is that still the case? That's- that's definitely true. So I've represented insurance companies. Every insurance company has their their own philosophy. Of course. Um, some look at it more as a from a business perspective of even though a case is worth ten thousand uh, dollars, the, the legal fees are going to mount to a hundred thousand. So they'd rather right. offer fifty thousand. Um, yeah. So some some look at it from that perspective. Other insurance companies do value uh, and say it is $10,000, but we're spending money. So we're going to keep offering less um, kind of like we yeah. just, so and, there are different theories. Yeah. And the, and the, the one, w- one thing that's really tough is the, the, the malpractice cases for doctors. Um, there, there was a friend of mine who was a plastic surgeon and they had the most uh, insurance costs. I mean, it was literally the insurance premium. This was back in the early nineties. 250,000 was his insurance premium. And I think the deductible was a hundred grand or whatever. And he says it, it, at some point it just gets too expensive. Uh, he was, he was uh, coming out of the army. He was a surgeon in the army. He was going to go into private practice. And he says, I can't afford to, I'm going to stay in the army. Um, and it's because the malpractice cases, these, some of these juries are a little bit delusional where, you know, yeah, let's stick it to the insurance company. And they don't realize that it, it, it all funnels back down to them. It's that, but also malpractice in particular is a very expensive arena because both sides have to hire uh, their own specialists uh, to prove. And doctors, if you, if it, it's expensive to hire a doctor to prove your case. It is. I'll tell you what, we don't have a, uh, another trivia question, but stay with us because the best friend investor will be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Anderson Franco. Uh, last, uh, we, we, have, we didn't have a trivia question, but I do have a, a last question here for Anderson. Uh, how do personal injury cases usually get resolved? And what are the options for alternative dispute resolution? That's a good question. Um, so there's 
there's usually kind of three phases of when a case can get re resolved. There's either it gets resolved before a lawsuit's actually filed in, in the courthouse. That's considered yeah. pre-litigation or it, it can resolve during the course of litigation. Um, and then lastly, it can be resolved by a judge or a jury. Uh, th those are the three typical phases. Um, often, whether it resolves in pre-litigation depends on whether the attorney even provides notice about, of the lawsuit before filing of the lawsuit. Uh, I would say the majority of cases um, do, uh, attorneys do provide notice, and, it, and under those circumstances, that's when you, uh, the business owner or the person being sued decides whether to hire their own attorney or turn it over to insurance or, or, I've see, or deal with it on, the, on their own, actually, even without an attorney. And do you charge for that for personal injury? Do you charge uh, based on a contingency all the time or some of the time? Uh, how do you how do you work? Your, your all fees? all personal injury attorneys who I know charge just on contingency, contingency and okay. and it's sim the contingency rate also follows the kind of the that model. Often it's a graduated contingency rate where it increases after filing a lawsuit. It increases after gotcha. during trial. Is it typically a third? Uh, I mean, right. It, it, typi thing. it typically starts at about a third and yeah. then it increases from there. Yeah, because uh, now even when you take uh, a contingency, the plaintiff still has to pay uh, like court costs out of pocket, right? So the majority of personal injury attorneys cover the court costs. Really? Um, okay. Right, right. So it really so is no, no out of pocket costs for the plaintiff in that example. Exactly, exactly. And, and because of that, as uh, personal injury attorneys, we have to take on cases that have merit. Otherwise, yeah. we, we do risk uh, being out of pocket for a lot of the costs. And, and these cases yeah. do add up. You have to hire not just the court costs, but, uh, but also experts and deposition costs or even hiring investigators. Yeah. Well, I've been hired as an expert witness, but mostly for business, not for personal injury. So don't hire me for that. <laughs> All I give you is my, my personal opinion rather than my expert opinion. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more time, give out your information. Uh, so again, I'm Anderson Franco. I'm a personal injury attorney in the Bay Area. My website is andersonfranco.com. Good. And Anderson was referred by a friend of mine. So uh, you've got to be a good guy. I haven't, I haven't used you yet. Uh, hopefully you're one of those attorneys you never, never need. Sort of like, exactly. you know, when you, you go to the chiropractor and you hopefully you only have to go once, <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> the best right. attorney you never want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I tell my friends is I, I hope you don't need me, but, um, or if you need me, I hope it's because you, I uh, need a referral to an attorney so I can at least point you to another friend uh, in that area. I like that. <laughs> what, what's the, just we really have about uh, 40 seconds here. What's the largest uh, case you've worked on? Uh, I've had cases of multi, multi-millions, like uh, 50 million plus. I've had wow. cases with 100 or 150 plaintiffs. Um, so there's certain cases that end up being designated complex. Um, and I've had cases with... 50 different law firms involved. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Well, you yeah. know, it's interesting because the, the, one of the cases I was an expert witness on, I was actually more of an expert consultant rather than an expert witness. It was the largest case that was a uh, judgment in history against a gun manufacturer for a defect. 
And I'm, I'm not anti-gun or anything like that. So my attitude, my, my thing was just working on the finances and trying to figure out where all the money went because it went into BK and, and all this kind of stuff. But OK, are you ready for our thoughts for the day? Here we go. So people used to laugh at me when I say, I want to be a comedian. Well, uh, nobody's laughing now. And uh, my wife is always stealing my T-shirts and sweaters. But if I take one of her dresses, suddenly we need to talk. I tell you. Tune in next week to The Best in Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.